right now or future missionaries, evangelists, pastors, teachers, and the list goes on. Bible study teachers and just used of God. Future P7 leaders, high school and CMI on college campuses. God has put so much talent and ability in you. It's beyond anything you can think or even imagine. But God knows what He's put there. And He desires to bring it out of you. I wonder if you could help me out here a little bit. And I need you to cry this out with all of your heart. Center section, you're going to have to work a little extra hard because you're a little thin. But over here, I want you to shout out, I need to hear from God. All of us, I need to hear from God. Put your hands together and give God praise. I got to hear from Him. I got to hear from Him. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us tonight. We bring to this pulpit tonight not just another preacher, but a man called from God. Anointed tonight to speak to this congregation to speak into your heart and if you will open up your mind and your spirit and if we will engage the word it will become active in our life and change us and we will leave here tonight knowing the anointing rests upon us Will you welcome to this pulpit, Pastor Aaron Batchelor? He's come to preach the word to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're ready to hear from the Lord tonight, why don't you put your hands together one more time for Jesus Christ and make it known tonight that you love him by lifting up your voice with a triumphant shout of praise in this house. Come on, I know you got more voice than that. I've heard you on the ball court. Lift up a hallelujah and let it lift the roof off this house for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. There's something powerful in this house. If you'll do that just a little bit longer, something's about to break open from the heavenlies that's going to be a downpour in this house tonight. Give him another praise because he's worthy of it from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. Shout the name of Jesus tonight. Praise God. Oh, it's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight in Florida. It is great to be in Florida. My uh, family and I are so delighted to be here. Give honor to Pastor Kyle. 
this wonderful man of God for opening up his church year after year for this rock conference. Amen. Praise God. They do such a wonderful job of putting this together. I highly honor him and respect him and uh, his gracious hosting of me and my family, him and his wife and uh, wonderful children. We thank the Lord for them. They've made such an impact on our life, and we give you honor tonight, Brother Kyle. Thank you so much. And uh, I am just tickled pink and delighted my preaching should at least be 100% better because my family is with me tonight. I've got my wife and my three kiddos right on the front row. And I'm delighted to have them with me tonight. Thank you for letting me bring them, Brother Kyle. Praise God. After this, we're headed on vacation. We're getting out. We're going to chill. We're going to relax. We're going to have fun. We're going to soak up some rays. But tonight is Holy Ghost night tonight. And there's no place that I could rather think of or rather be than in the house of the Lord with you tonight for an outpouring of His Spirit. In fact, it'd be alright with me if Jesus came back on the next cloud. I'd be alright if the trumpet sounded tonight and we rose to meet the Lord in the air. Praise God. So glad to be with you tonight. I, I uh, know that I've got several friends here. Uh, many of you probably don't know me, but we were here in Florida for just a few short years when my wife and I first got married and launched our mega ministry right here in Florida, right down south, uh, near here actually in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And I had the pleasure of, of uh, working with the Elms and their wonderful church. And it's good to see a great friend, mentor, an elder an elder of mine in the house, Brother Happy Hattaball. It is so good to see him in the house of the Lord. Praise God. One of the only other two men that I know of that has more energy than my. He's a hero of energy to me. One day I'm going to catch up with him. <laughs> I don't know if anybody can catch up with Brother Hattaball, but it's good to see you, Brother Hattaball. Love you. Amen. So good to see everyone in the house of the Lord tonight. If you're ready for, for the word of the Lord, why don't you open up your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Wonderful time in the presence of the Lord. Brother Bibi and the worship team did such a wonderful job. Amen. Leading us into the presence of God tonight. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Matthew chapter 3. Let's begin in verse 3. Those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair and a leathern girdle about his loins, and his meat was locusts and wild honey. They went out to him in Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region round about Jordan. And they were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come, bring forth therefore fruits meet for repentance, and think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father, for I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. 
And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with Holy Ghost and with fire whose fan it is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Then cometh Jesus. Then cometh Jesus. He's in this house right now to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. I don't know what your purpose is for coming here to this service tonight, whether it's to meet a friend, whether it's somebody invited you, whether it's what your youth group does annually, whether you're interested in the activities that are to follow after this service, or whether you came needing a miracle from the Lord. But I can blessed assure you tonight that if you came wanting and desiring, not just needing the Holy Ghost, everybody needs the Holy Ghost, but everybody doesn't want the Holy Ghost. But if you want the Holy Ghost, tonight is your night. I want you to turn to the man or the woman on the right or the left of you and I want you to ask them, have you received the Holy Ghost speaking with other tongues since you believed? If they say no, I want you to ask them this. Do you want it? Ask them, do you want it? If they said yes, I want you to turn back to them with that look of authority and power and love in your eyes and tell them, tonight is your night. Tell them again. Say, tonight is your night. With the help of the Holy Ghost, my endeavor here tonight is that every one of us would leave to overflowing filled with the baptism of the Spirit of God. If it's your first time, if it's your hundredth time, if it's your millionth time, that you be refilled, overflowing with the gift of the Spirit of God speaking with tongues as He gives the utterance. If you want it, if you love it, I want you to clap your hands to Jesus one more time tonight and give Him a victorious shout of prayer. I simply want to preach from a simple subject this, this wonderful night. I want to preach from the title, I'm on fire. I want you to turn to somebody and tell them I'm on fire. Come on, touch three more people. Tell them I'm on fire. I'm on fire. I'm on fire. Hallelujah. Now I'm more of a jet taking off than a Boeing 777 or a 747. We're going to get there and we're going to get there fast if you'll preach with me. So if you'll preach with me, you may be seated in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. If not, remain standing and be identified as one who's not going to preach with me tonight. I'll endeavor tonight to preach the best that I can and not like Einstein had a preacher one time at the end of his message 
had a wonderful elder come up to him and said, Pastor, you must be smarter than Einstein. Really built him up, Brother Kyle, after he got done preaching. He thought, man, wow, I must have really knocked it out of the park tonight. So he went home, but he started thinking about it that week. And he said, I wonder what that man meant that I was, must be smarter than Einstein. I don't really understand it. So he came back the next Sunday, went up to that man and said, you know that compliment that you shared with me uh, last week? He said, I, I just really want to say thank you. Thank you for telling me that, but I really just wanted to ask you why you, why you told me I was smarter than Einstein. And that old man looked at him and said, well, pastor, he said, I've heard that only 10 men in the world could understand Einstein. But last Sunday, nobody could understand you. I'm going to preach tonight, and with the help of the Holy Ghost, that you'll understand what the Spirit is saying to the church. Turn to somebody real quick and tell them I'm on fire tonight. In time of antiquity, fire was always representative of a divine movement. God revealed himself by fire. Fire often became a revelation of the presence of God. Do you remember Moses and the burning bush? Do you remember the fire on Mount Sinai? Do you remember Elijah and the fire that came down on the sacrifice? Do you remember even the three Hebrew children that were in the fire? The fire could not harm them because they were birthed in the fire before the enemy ever tried to put them in the fire. They were already on fire with the Spirit. And, and when you look in the Scripture from the beginning to the end, fire Fire is emblematic of the presence of God. From the very beginning, the altar sacrifice until the very end of the age, the Bible says that the elements are going to be burned up with a fervent heat. There's coming a fire and all the elements in the world are going to be burned up. And I hear him say, and I will create a new heaven and a new earth. I'm thankful that the old things are going to be passed away and all things have become new, which is why the earth groans and prevails together with us it's waiting for the redemption it's waiting for the new creation it's waiting for the purging it's waiting for the fire somebody say the fire even the scripture declares to us that our God is a consuming fire which indicate, indicates to us that once God blows on you he gives you a fire that cannot be quenched it cannot be snuffed out our God is a consuming fire that's why the scripture declares to us that the beginning of wisdom is to fear the Lord not in terror not that he doesn't love us not that he's looking to burn us up with judgment and damnation but we ought to fear him and know that he is the Lord he is the God he is the creator and everything belongs unto him we serve a God that is a consuming fire I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost in this place tonight I can barely stand to preach in this house because I feel the fire of his spirit isn't it interesting that when you want to make a fire formidable, you combine fire with wind. I don't know if we got any campers in the house here tonight. I don't know if we've got any people that have gone through Boy Scouts or an Eagle Scout in the house. But when you blow, i got two at least on the side. When you blow on that fire, it begins to increase in its intensity. That's why when there's a fire in the house, you've got to be careful not to open up the doors and the windows too quickly. Else that fresh oxygen will feed the fire. Firefighters call it a backdraft. It's one of the most dangerous things 
things that firefighters face when fighting a fire. It's hard to contain. It's hard to control. When fresh oxygen is exposed to the fire, it can cause a dangerous combustion. That's what I have prayed that would happen spiritually in this house tonight. That there would come an eruption, an explosion, a combustion of the fire of the Holy Ghost. That the windows of heaven would be open. That a fresh wind would blow across your soul and rekindle the flame and the fire of the Spirit till you can't sit down any longer until you can't stay the same until you walk out of here stumbling and drunk in the Holy Ghost until fear is burned out of you until every drug addiction is broken until every chain is destroyed until the fire consumes everything in the house somebody shout I'm on fire Even in the tabernacle, there was a fire that rested over the tabernacle in the wilderness, which lets us know that there's got to be fire in our worship. There's got to be fire in our worship when we come to the house of the Lord. That's why we clap our hands and why we shout. That's why we sing. That's why we run. That's why we move. That's why we can't sit still. Because there's got to be a fire in the worship. It's got to be more than just a patty cake. How you doing, Jesus? It's got to be a fire that kindles from within. I didn't come to church to get it. I brought it with me. I brought fire to the house of the Lord. My worship. Look at us crazy if you want to. Misunderstand what we're doing if you want to. Roll your eyes if you want to. Get up and go somewhere else if you want to. But we're going to worship and praise God. Because we're on fire. Anybody on fire tonight? Anybody been touched by the Holy Ghost? Anybody ready to worship? Now I'm not just talking about praise because the Bible says that anything can praise. Anything that has a breath can praise. But it takes fire to worship. It takes fire to sacrifice how you look and your reputation and what you think people are going to say about you and what your youth group is doing or not doing. It takes a fire. you got to place yourself on the altar and get the fire of the Holy Ghost. If you want true worship, you can dance and keep your hair all right if you want to. But true worship says it doesn't matter matter what I look like when I get out of these doors I've got to have the fire Come on, this world is dry. This world is dead. There's nothing living in this world. There's nothing like true life like we sing about. Everything else is phony. It's fictitious. It's just a phony mask of what real life is because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Life is not a bucket list of items to check off. Life is not a series of experiences and how much money you can accumulate. But life is a person. And when you come and contact with the person you will know what real living is all about you haven't lived till you've experienced Jesus that's why I'm living the best life now 
<laughs> you haven't lived till you've tasted and seen how good the Lord is. You haven't lived until you've been down in the depths of despair. But when you came into his presence, he lifted you up out of the miry clay and set your feet on a rock to stay. You haven't lived until the joy of the Lord has become your strength. I feel the Holy Ghost fire. Sit there if you want to. Let somebody praise him now for the next 20 seconds. Get the fire. Fire. Fire in my bones. Fire in my spirit. Fire in my mind. Fire in my family. Fire in my school. Fire in my church. Fire. Come on, somebody shout, I'm on fire. Be seated just for a moment. Mm. Turn to somebody and tell them just get ready. Get ready. Come on, tell somebody, get ready. You don't feel the fire yet. It's coming. It's about to come to your life. You go, what are these crazy Pentecostals doing? What are these nuts and fanatics doing? Let me just tell you, I've been to games where they painted up their face and got their pom-poms out. They've taken off their shirts and painted their chest with the name of their team across them. Listen, baby, we've got a name that's above every name. It may not be painted on my face, but it's written in blood across my heart, and his name is J-E-S-U-S. If you think I've gone crazy you haven't seen nothing yet you haven't seen nothing yet I'm on fire somebody shout I'm on fire you may be seated when God is blowing on the fire when he's fanning the flame in your spirit, you can just understand and believe that he's getting ready to give you an uncontrollable fire in your spirit. When the wind begins to blow in your life, that's what the devil doesn't want because the enemy doesn't know how to handle fire. Hey, I said he doesn't know how to handle fire. I'll prove it to you because the scripture says that one day that old rascal, the devil, that old serpent and dragon, one day an angel. It's not going to have to be the Lord himself. God's just going to send an angel to do it. One day an angel's going to grab him by the nap of his neck. One day he's going to cast them into the lake of fire. One day they're going to get thrown into fire. Why would God create a lake of fire? Because the enemy doesn't know how to handle fire. He may try to imitate it. He may try to play around with it. But he doesn't know how to handle it. Because he didn't create it in the first place. The real fire started with the fire fire maker, the fire creator, the author of fire, and his name is Jesus. The devil doesn't know what to do with an apostolic young person who's on fire. He 
he can't touch it. I said he can't touch it. He doesn't know what to do with an apostolic young person who's filled with the Spirit of God. That's why I'm trying to help somebody out here. Because some of you young people here tonight, you've had the enemy dogging you and fighting you. You thought it was just the school. You thought it was just your home. You thought it was just life happening to you. But the enemy's been trying to fight you. I'm going to give you the answer to get the devil off of your back. You get some fire. You get fire, he won't know what to do with him. You get fire, and he's got to go. You get fire, and he can't touch you. Somebody say, I'm on fire. Say, I'm on fire. Touch three people and tell them, I'm on fire. I'm on fire. I'm on fire. Go ahead and praise the Lord for another moment. Go ahead and lift him up right now. Shekah Morobo Sahaya. I see it sweeping from the back and it's moving across this auditorium right now. If you want it, now's the time to jump in. Come on, it doesn't get better than this. If you want it, now's the time to jump in. Now's the time to say yes. So don't be discouraged, young person. When the wind, you may be seated, when the wind of the Spirit begins to blow in your life, He begins to blow things out of your life. He's just trying to rekindle a fire inside of you. Some of us get bent out of shape because God starts blowing. He starts moving things around. And we wonder, what's going on, God? Why can't I feel my feet? We feel the wind begin to stir and to blow. But the Bible says that everyone that's born of the Spirit is like the wind. The wind blows where it lifts you. Hear the sound thereof but you can't tell where it's coming, where it's going. But I know the master of the wind. I don't have to be afraid of where it's coming from or where it's going because I know the creator of the wind. And I know if he blows across my life that everything that's not like him and everything that grieves him and everything that disappoints him and everything that's contrary to him, it's going to be burned out because as the wind starts to blow, the fire's going to get kicked up in my life. Can I just preach a little bit to some young person and tell you that the wind is blowing again in your life but it hasn't come to destroy you it's come to burn up some chaff it's come to burn up some things in your life it's come to burn up some worldliness it's come to burn up some carnality it's come to burn up some lust it's come to burn up some pride it's come to burn up some greed it's come to burn up some jealousy it's come to burn up things in your life that God says has got to get out if you want the fire lift up your hands all over this place if you want the fire and say fall on me Jesus fall fresh on me Jesus 
John the Baptist was a wild man. Somebody say a wild man. <laughs> I want to be a wild man. I want to be a wild man. I'm trying, Brother Hattaball. Brother Hattaball's a wild man. I want to be a wild man. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I've got to start wearing the camel's hair suits or if I've got to have locusts and honey for breakfast. But I want to be a wild man. John, he was a wild man because he was a man on fire. Let me just preach to you just for a moment right now. Luke chapter 1. The angel said unto Zacharias, said, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. And thy wife Elizabeth is going to bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord. He will drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he will be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. John had a special anointing on his life. This wasn't like the day of Pentecost experience. But John was called out by the Lord to be a forerunner of the Messiah. To be a forerunner of the Christ. And so God prophesied to Zacharias and said, That boy that's in your wife's belly is going to be anointed by the Holy Spirit. It's going to start in the womb. And I felt the Spirit speak to me as I was praying through this message. I, I feel the Spirit wanting to say to some young people here today is that God knows exactly who you are. He has numbered the hairs or the lack thereof on your head. He knows exactly your frame. He knows where you're from and He knows where you're going. And It doesn't have to start whenever you're 20 or whenever you're in your 30s or whenever you're in your 40s. You know, God's plan for your life doesn't have to get figured out after college. It doesn't have to get figured out after you got married. It doesn't have to figure it out after you've had children because the Bible says God's working in the womb. From his childhood, God had a plan for John's life. Even God told Jeremiah, he said, Say not, I am but a youth. You have a God-given purpose. You were not simply a blob that came from primordial soup. Jeremiah 1.5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and I consecrated you. Job 31 15 said, Did not he who made me in the womb make him? And did not one fashion us in the womb? I'm telling you here tonight that God has a purpose and plan for you. And yes, life begins in the womb, it begins in the inside. It began before your mama and daddy ever thought you up. Your heavenly father and creator said, I've got a work that that young man or that young lady can do. Now you've got to believe this. Otherwise you won't believe that God wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit and fire tonight. You'll believe it's for some but not for all. But tonight God has a perfect plan for your life. You say, preacher, you don't know how I messed up. You don't know how shy I am, backward I am. You don't know how many mistakes that I've made in my life. I'm glad to tell you tonight that I've made some mistakes too. I'm glad to tell you you're in a house of non-perfect people. You're in a, don't let the suits and the dresses fool you, son because I've come to tell you tonight that we're all in need of a Savior and the Savior is looking for sinners he said I didn't come to call the righteous I came to save the sinners I didn't come to heal those that are whole I came for the broken if you came broken and busted and disgusted you're in the right place King Jesus is in the house for you he'll walk past the suit and tie and he'll get to some young person that desperate for the fire 
say, why don't I see it yet? What's the matter with me? There's got to be something wrong with me. I don't have it all figured out. I'm 37 years young. I'm 37 years young, and I still haven't got it figured out, Brother Kyle. I'm still working on it, still wondering. You say, well, my goodness, don't you have it planned out yet? Aren't you in a good spot? Some days you think you are, and then other days you're still wondering, all right, God, where are you moving? Because you got to follow after the Spirit and let Him blow in your life and rekindle the fire and the passion. It's just got to burn on the inside. Young person, it's a lie of the enemy to tell you that you got to have everything figured out now. You don't have to have everything figured out, but you do have to have faith and you've got to keep on walking whenever the Spirit says walk. You got to keep on moving. And you just by you being here tonight in the house of the Lord is a step of faith. It's a step of faith. Some people are looking for the great actions that they've got to take. The great big steps that they've got to take. But by you being here tonight, sitting in this place, is an act of faith. Whether or not you see it that way, you have come to this house. And if you just have a little bit of faith, just a little bit of faith, God can do something with that and transform your life. He's looking for you. I said He's looking for you. He's not looking for the perfect. He's looking for the broken. He's looking for somebody that will simply say, Father, not my will, but yours be done and the way that we find out the will of God the way that we get the fire is that we've got to come into alignment with him got to come into alignment somebody say alignment are you still with me tonight say yes Come on, hang with me just a little bit, but i got to dig a little bit before we can go back into what God wants to do here tonight. But God's speaking right now to somebody. We've got to get into alignment. It's like going to a chiropractor. How many enjoy going to a chiropractor? How many don't like going to the chiropractor? All right, got a few hands. Back whenever I was young, real young, lived in my mom and dad's house, I had a curvature of the spine. It was very painful, and so mom and dad, they had to take me to the chiropractor every week. Mom used to work for the chiropractor in a little podunk town called Dupo, where dad pastors. We love that little town, a little greasy spoon there. If you ever get to Dupo, Illinois, you're going to hit up at Dairyland. It is one of the greatest little, not Dairy Queen, we're not talking, this. there's no chains here, this is just one place. And, uh, you know, held together by two nails and, and one screw. And it's just, it's falling apart a little bit. But one of the great, greatest greasy spots you'll ever taste in your life right there at the Dairyland. Yeah, just believe it. So I, I, I uh, went to the chiropractor every week. And they, they'd use that little popper thing. You ever seen that little popper thing? I don't even know what it's called, but I hate it. Whatever it is, I hate it. You know, I don't hate people, but I hate the popper thing. Whatever that is, it just goes pop, 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 pop. And so they'd have to go and they'd have to pop trying to get my back and neck and everything into an alignment. But we had a preacher come through one time by the name of Brother Freddie Clark. He's been around here. He came years ago back in the day to mom and dad's church. And he was preaching for us. And those of you that have heard of him and known him, if you don't know him, he's used in the gifts of the Spirit. Wonderful things happen. And uh, he'd come and he'd preach for 45 minutes. They'd do bluegrass for 45 minutes. And then he'd minister in the Holy Ghost until everybody just finally was ready to go home home so it was just a wonderful time there we had late night services and so one time he came to our church and he was a preaching and while he was going I was sitting on the front row and while I was there in the front row he stopped and he turned and he looked at me brother Kyle and he said young man why don't you stand up so I stood up and he said do you know that God has called you to preach I said I do now 
unbeknownst to him, or maybe he did know, but he didn't say, but I'd had a couple of dreams. They were the same dream, but I had that dream a few nights before. I had a dream of me standing in a little bitty church, and everybody was dressed up kind of in those Bible garbs. You've seen them, the one piece, you know? They got the long flowing robes, and everybody was sitting down, and I was standing in the corner. I was preaching to the crowd, and I was just doing that, and I remember waking up those nights so excited because I wanted to preach for God. I got so excited. I said, God, I really want to do a work for you. There was a burden in my heart that said, oh, God, please use me like that. I want to preach for you. I, I want to preach the gospel. Please use me like that. And while I was sitting on that front row, Brother Freddie Clark said, stand up. He said, do you know that you're called to preach? I could have shouted right there if I wouldn't have been so embarrassed and nervous that the preacher had called me out. And so I said, yes, sir. I, I, I'm thankful. I, I know I'm called to preach. And Brother Clark said, well, it's no surprise at God's hand on your life. And before he started to pray for me, he said, you've also got a curvature of the spine. And he said, God is going to heal that tonight. I said, yes, sir, let's go. Well, I didn't really hit my growth spurt till I was about 15. Those of you that are, are, are <clears throat> vertically challenged, let me just give you a little bit of hope. Just hang on a little bit. He's the glory and the lifter up of my head. So just hang on a little bit and God will grow you. I was about 15 before I finally hit a growth spurt, but I was real short. I was real short, so he took his arms and he put them underneath both of my arms. He lifted me up off of the floor till my feet were off the floor. And he shook me one time like that. Everything popped from right here all the way down to the bottom with a warm sensation as God said, I can fix that, not a problem. Hey, I don't know what's crooked in your life. I don't know what's messed up in your life, but I do know a God who's walking in this house right now. I do know the Holy Ghost that's in this place right now. All he's got to do is touch you with the fire. And one touch from him, and ka -ka 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 -ka, he'll straighten it out for your life. I don't know what's bent. I don't know what's broken. I don't know what's messed up. I don't know what's in your mind. But I know the Holy Ghost is in this house, and he's ready to straighten you out. Somebody say, I'm on fire. Say, I'm on fire. Lift your hands up all over this place right now. The healing presence of Almighty God is here. And this isn't all that God wants to do. But right now, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over every unclean spirit of infirmity and sickness. I bind in the name of Jesus every tumor, every spirit of heart disease, every eye condition, every back problem, every spirit of cancer. Be gone now in the name of Jesus. Wrists be healed. Ankle bones receive strength right now. Liver conditions be healed now in Jesus' name I bind and cast out every spirit of sickness be healed from the top of your head to the sole of your feet get straightened out now in the name of Jesus I speak to your body and command it to be made whole now in the name of Jesus receive your healing migraines be gone now in Jesus name feet condition be healed now somebody's being healed right now in their feet in the name of Jesus there is a burning sensation God is healing you now right now somebody feels pain in their chest it's going to be a healing right now God is taking care of it in the name of Jesus you do not have a heart problem and it is not going to be the cause of your death God is restoring life back to you now in the name of Jesus Christ lift your hands and receive it if you want the fire, Shatama, 
Shatama, Shatama, Setoro Robo Shataya, Ekanara Rabo Shatara Lamahaya, Esotoro Robo Shatala Mahaya. Lift your hands and receive it right now. God is working in this house in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Eshatoro Robo Shataya. Come on, reach out to him right now. The Holy Ghost is in this place. I don't have to preach the rest of my sermon. He's here right now. Hey, Jesus. Hey, Jesus. Lay your hand on somebody beside you right now and begin to pray with them in the Holy Ghost. Pray with them in the Holy Ghost right now. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Shatalalamahaya. Come on, right now, I take authority over every spirit of depression, over every spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. I take authority over that spirit of backsliding. I take authority over it now in the name of Jesus. The devil's lied to you and said you're washed up, you're done. God doesn't love you, but I'm here to tell you that the devil is a liar and the truth is not in him. You are God's child. You are God's child. You are his son. You are his daughter. He's ready to fill you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Come on, we're going to move in the Holy Ghost right now. I want everybody under the sound of my voice that can move their feet and stand upright. I want you to walk down to the front of this place and press in as close as you can. The Holy Ghost is getting ready to be poured out, but bring your faith with you. Come on, bring your faith with you while you're walking down. Bring your faith with you right now in the name of Jesus. Come down to the front of this place as you can. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, it's in this house right now. Come close to the front of this place right now. Shataya, we're not going to miss a beat, but God is going to fill you with Holy Ghost and fire right now. Do you want it? Oh, I said, do you want it? I know you need it, but do you want it? Hey! Hey, Jesus! Jesus! Go ahead and praise Him just for another moment right now because the Holy Ghost is in this house. Go ahead and lift up a shout of praise to Him right now in expectation of what God is going to do in this place right now. Hey, Jesus! Hallelujah. Now listen to me just for a moment. Listen to me just for a moment.
we're getting ready to go into praise and worship, but I don't want you to worry about the music. I don't want you to worry about the thump of the bass and the guitar and the drums. But what I want you to do is put all of your focus and attention on what God is wanting to do in your life right now. He wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Now listen, I know some of you are afraid. You wouldn't tell anybody, but you're afraid. You say, preacher, what happens after I get the Holy Ghost? Am I going to have to run and be crazy and bounce and shout? She's already getting it right now. Shut Say, what's, what's going to happen whenever I get it? Am I going to roll on the floor? Don't you worry about that right now. Everybody else is going to be focusing on the Lord. Not everybody does it the same way. You just focus on what God's going to do for you right now. Whatever God is doing for her right now, I had a vision in my hotel room of this woman right here in blue of God giving her the breakthrough that she's desired in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, it's going to happen for you today. It's going to happen for you today. It's going to happen for you today. If you want the Holy Ghost, listen, the Bible says that we come to Him with childlike faith. So you're going to come and you're going to simply believe that God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost if you want it. You're going to receive it. And you're going to begin to speak and praise God and shout hallelujah and thank you, Jesus. But when He fills you with His Spirit, your tongue is going to begin to speak in syllables and language and bounce around in things that you've never spoken before. You've never learned it. Nobody's ever taught you before. You let it happen. And the Spirit of God isn't going to reach in and grab your tongue. you got to let it flow. you just got to let it go. And the Holy Ghost will flow out of you. That's the Spirit of God. And don't worry about what it sounds like. That's the gift of the Holy Ghost. We're going to do it very simple like if you want the Holy Ghost. Everybody look up here real quick. If you want the Holy Ghost, here's what we're about to do in Jesus' name. We're going to do some very simple things. Very simple things. What I want you to do is in just a moment, you're going to raise your hands. It's very easy to do that, to raise your hands. That's surrender. That says, Lord, I want it. It's me. I want it. That's a sign that you want the Holy Ghost. And everybody's going to raise their hands in just a moment. When you raise your hands, I also want you to close your eyes. There's nothing spiritual about closing your eyes, but it removes all the distractions around you. You don't have to worry about what people are looking at or saying about you. Just close your eyes and forget about them. That's the second thing. Raise your hands, close your eyes. But here's the third thing. The third thing is you're going to lift your head. You can't bow your head. Somebody who bows their head, that's depressed. Somebody that bows their head, they think they're not worthy. Somebody that bows their head, you got to lift your head. Everyone that I've seen that have received the gift of the Holy Ghost, it's been when they lifted up their head. You've got to lift up your head, lift your face to Jesus, and say, I'm ready, and I want the Holy Ghost. Here's the fourth thing you got to do, the final thing. The final thing is you've got to lift your voice. I can't pray for you. People can't pray. They're going to lay hands on you. They're going to pray with you. But you've got to lift your own voice. Say, well, I'm not sure how to pray. Well, you just simply say, Jesus, I love you, and I want the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You just say what's ever on your heart and begin to praise him, and God is going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. How many believe it tonight? Somebody say, I'm on fire. Somebody say, I'm on fire. So we're going to lift our hands 
Everybody lift up your hands. Everybody close your eyes. Lift up your head and begin to talk out loud to Jesus. And as I pray for you, the Holy Ghost is going to fall fresh right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, such as I have, give I unto you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in authority to his word, receive ye the gift of the Holy Ghost. Speaking with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Be baptized. Be filled. Be on fire with the Spirit of the living God now. In Jesus' name, lift up your head. Lift up your voice. Lift up your hands. Receive it now. In Jesus' name. Receive it now. In Jesus' name. There it is. There it is. Shataya Rabosa. There it is. There it is. Shatara Raboso Dorobo Shataya. Hetara Raboso Dorobo Shaya. Biotorobosa. Receive me the Holy Ghost. Receive me the Holy Ghost. It's happening right now. All over this place. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your head. Lift up your voice. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Come on, that's it. Keep lifting up your voice in praise right now. Lift up your voice in prayer. You're right there, baby. Come on, you're right there. You're right there. That's the Holy Ghost on you right now. He's receiving it right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, he's receiving it right now. Come on, that's it. There it is. He's receiving it right now. In Jesus' name. That's it. She's got it. She's got it in Jesus' name. Can you hear the Savior's call calling you today? Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. 